Hello and welcome to the Very Average Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Will Williams, and with me today is the meat chopping, heart stopping, butcher from the north, Joe Cotter. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going today, Will? It's going all right, you know. Same old, same old. Had work. Kids yeah, had, school, had, you know. had the mad mailman do. Yeah, it was all right, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But you know, kids kids started school this week, so it's been it's been a rough one. Oh yeah, it must be a grind getting them all situated and stuff. Yeah, you know, but yeah, they'll be they'll be good. Next week should be a little easier. Yeah, once you get all all them situated into their routine and stuff. Yeah. So how about how about how about you? How has been work for you? Uh, we're a little shorthanded, but you know, we're making do with what we got, and you know, just going from there. All right. Well, I, I do have to. I have to announce that this week is um, for the first time ever as a PlayStation player. I have finally received a platinum trophy. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yes. Not an achievement <laughs> you get every day. No, I mean the game was uh, Mothman 1966, which is a very short hour and thirty to two hour game. Yeah, but you did say it was pretty cool, though. Yeah, it was all right. You know, it was awesome. a story-driven game. The ending kind of didn't make a lot of sense, but it's all right. Yes, the the game I'm I'm working on right now for my review seems to be very story-driven. I'm enjoying it so far. That's good. So today we have um, a couple of articles for you guys. You know, we're going to talk about how um, Sony claps back at Microsoft for their wonderful um, blog post last week. Um, a couple top ten lists that people have put out on the internet. And, of course, the GameStop snafu on their website. Yes, and a, bu- and a few other tidbits along the way. Yes. So, um... Why don't we jump right on into it? All right. So, let's we'll get started with the um, Microsoft, Sony, um, I guess, console war debacle we have going on right now. You know, so Sony CEO Jim Ryan responded finally to the uh, Microsoft blog post from Phil Spencer... Basically stating that the offer about Call of Duty was inadequate on many levels and failed to take into account the impact of PlayStation players. Ryan was also upset as he figured these conversations were they were supposed to be private. He wasn't expecting them to be thrown out there into the public. And he wants to guarantee that their players have the highest quality Call of Duty experience and that what Microsoft said and their proposal undermines this in the future. Yeah, so basically from um, the way I take that is they seem to think that by Microsoft mentioning uh, with their, I guess, offer is that they would give them after the Activision officially take or uh, after the merger, uh, Microsoft officially takes over from um, Activision, they um, gave them um, the rights to Call of Duty for three more years. Now, some people are kind of seeming to be getting that misconstrued. It's not that they're giving from the way I take it is it's not that they're not giving them like just it's going to three more years and then they're just going to up and say, oh, well, we're not going to have Call of Duty on PlayStation anymore. The way I take it is it's just um, Microsoft offering Sony three more years of exclusivity. And then after that, there's not going to be any more exclusivity. It's going to come out at the same time. And that's what it seems to me reading from what Microsoft said. Well, see, like, see, now, see, like, I, I look at it differently. One, I think that, you know, both of these people, they're, it, this is a business decision. It has nothing to do with personal, I mean, 
you know, anything like that. It's 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 solely a business position. But I I took it as in Xbox saying, you know, this is our plan moving forward. And let's say in those three years, now that they kind of control Activision, what if they only produce one Call of Duty and milk it with season passes and battle passes and they prolong it so maybe it's two games instead of three. And then after that three years, they could do whatever they want. Yeah, but he but I just don't see them getting rid of um having the game on PlayStation. That's just it's just not gonna happen. That's too big of an audience for them to lose. That that, that is true. But it's this is also coming from the current CEO Phil Spe- Spencer. So like in three years, let's say Spencer retires, moves on, goes somewhere else, and someone else comes in. You know, that's not saying that what Spencer's saying now is still going to be held up. Yeah. You know? I, yeah, I mean, I see I see it. It seems to be less of an argument about whether the game is going to be on Sony or not being on Sony. And it seems more about the exclusivity rights, which, unfortunately, Sony can be greedy when it comes to some of that stuff. So, I mean... But what exclusivity rights do they have now? Like, like, well, they've had exclusivity rights basically since um, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Basically, they get either the game earlier than the Xbox players okay, or PC players, or they get exclusive content. Like a few years ago, they had the survival mode, and their survival, like it's like a whole game mode that they were guaranteed for the first year of the cycle of the game, and then it was released to the PC and Xbox players. So that kind of exclusivity. Oh, okay. They're, they're, they're I basically using the exclusive. Sony's using the exclusivity as a tool for the crossplay. They're they're like you have to give us this in order for us to agree to crossplay. Oh, okay. I see. What you're and saying. I, that's where this is all coming to a head. Well, yeah. I mean, it's going to because at the end of the day, yeah. Xbox wants to get rid of exclusivity and just make it everybody same day. This is everybody's going to get the same thing at the same time. Yeah. So, and I, I mean, think that's where the negotiations are, are falling short. It, I don't think people, I don't think, like I said, I don't think that Xbox would be stupid enough to drop a, the entire PlayStation community. They would lose out on so many copies of that game. They definitely would. I mean, I don't think it would end up, you know, I think they would make more money keeping it, open to everybody as especially because if they're going to throw call of duty on game pass it's going to create more subscriptions of course but it's also going to cost a lot less sales in the physical version of the downloadable version of the game oh absolutely but i think that's what i think because i think this is less of a argument about the game whether it's going to be on playstation or not and more about exclusivity rights that's that's my take on this because See, seeing how Sony has been in the past when it comes to like this, it's not just Call of Duty. I've seen, I've seen them be, you know, shrewd negotiators with other games about uh, exclusivity rights and stuff like that. Oh yes, so they, they're infamous for that. Yeah, so I think it's it's more about that than it is whether the game is going to go forward on PlayStation or not. Yeah, and at the end of the day, when you when you look at it, it, it's not so much of Xbox versus Sony. It's more of Xbox has to do what they need to do their business. So like they need yeah. to do what's going to generate the most amount of income for them yeah. and their shareholders and their, you know, the stockholders and the company itself. And the same thing with PlayStation, you know, they're only reacting to this because Phil Spencer threw it out there that, you know, throwing out the dirty laundry, so to speak. Yeah. That everyone thought was going to stay private through the backdoor negotiations. 
Exactly. Yeah, I think I think another thing uh, Sony is kind of starting to worry is I saw in an article the other day is that after this acquisition, um, Microsoft will become the third largest gaming company behind Sony, and I forget what the other one was. So hmm. I think they could be looking at that as a you know they're gonna Microsoft's gonna become stiffer competition going forward as well. Yeah, well, I mean, like in, in the in the console world, they're 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 the two big dogs. I mean, Nintendo's uh-huh. on its own little island. You could yeah. count Nintendo in there, but they're like on their own little island. They have yeah. their own set of fans that no, most people who play Nintendo don't really dabble much into the other consoles as much. Yeah, and they just do their they they do their own thing, and the thing that they do, the other two consoles just can't touch. It's, yeah, and, and so I think that's yeah. why those two companies kind of like leave Nintendo out of everything because they yeah. know they can't compete with them when it comes to they, the. They can't the compete aspect. with Nintendo IPs. There's no way Mario yeah. is going to be synonymous for for my kids' kids. So, <laughs> but I mean, that's pretty much. I mean, it's pretty much what the article comes down to is like you know they're just two businessmen doing what they got to do to let their shareholders know yeah, what, what's going on yeah at the end of the day it's just you know who's the more shrewd negotiator that's pretty yeah. much what it's going to come down to all right so on to the next one where um joe here found this article about the top 10 best playstation exclusives of all time so now do you want me to go down the list from 10 to 1 like right away and then we'll talk about what we uh, think of the list or I do mean, you want me to go like 10 yeah, well, the we'll game talk, and we'll discuss the game a little bit. Yeah, we'll we'll talk we'll 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 discuss each game as we go. Okay. So at number at number ten is um Gran Turismo three A spec, and I mean I remember playing this game on the PlayStation two. Yeah, and, and I mean graphically, this game was ahead of its time. It, it, it definitely was. I would say that in my opinion, it's the greatest Gran Turismo. Yeah. Um, and at the time, I don't think any racing game could touch it. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Me, you, and Andrew put so many hours into this game. It's not even funny. Yeah, it, it it the replayability of this game and just the controls and the graphics and everything at the time that this game came out, it was just so ahead, and it was just a really fun game to play as far as racing games go. Yeah, it, you know, it definitely was the realism, especially like if you got the indie car at the end, like every few, you know, every few, you know laps you're having to change your tires and stuff like that like that's really awesome and at that time a lot of games weren't doing that no no games are doing that you know none of them so i mean that was a that was probably one of my favorite all-time playstation games so yeah i i agree at number nine is infamous 2 and infamous 2 was it was was a pretty good game i i'm not it's not my kind of genre game so i i didn't really get into it but i can understand why i made this list yeah, I mean, I, it's it's a shame that they're you know not bringing back Infamous, <laughs> but yeah, I mean it was a good game. I really didn't get much stick time on it, but the the little time that I did play it, I did you know enjoy it. Yeah, so, I mean I can understand why so many people do like it. Yep, I agree. Number eight is Ratchet and Clank Up Your Arsenal, which is a good addition to the Ratchet and Clank. I mean, I like Ratchet and Clank. I I enjoy their games. The newest one that came out for the PS5 is amazing. Um, but back then, like with the PlayStation, I was I was more into RPGs than I was platformers. So 
my first dabble into Ratchet and Clank was this current one on the PS5. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to take their word for it that it's number eight on this list. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> it, 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 the Ratchet and Clank series, is it's a great series. You know, the games are fun. They have their corny humor and stuff like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, they're fun. If you like that cartoony kind of like Ren and Stimpy kind of sense of humor, you, you know, you would like this game. It's just, you know, it's a lot of puns and stupid jokes. But, you know, the gameplay is really good for, you know, what it is. Yeah. Um, number seven is Shadow of Colossus, which to me is a very underrated game. Uh, I don't think it gets the um, the praise that it, it deserves. It's one of the most um, underrated games out, I think, of all time. Like, it's just it the um, the, the sheer size of the colossal that you have to kill and stuff like that. And the you know, I really I really enjoyed playing this game. Yeah, you know, it, it's one of those games that, like, if you're in the gaming world, you you know, very you know it very well. It's it's yeah. Um, it's got a lot of praise. It was highly rated when it came out, um, and it's been remade on the PS4. And I hope they um, they bring it back for the PS5. Even if they do a whole remake, I think it'd be a great choice to remake. Um, but Absolutely. we're talking to people who aren't really big into gaming. Anytime I would bring it up, no one knew what the hell I was talking about. But yeah, but anybody and everybody in the gaming community knows this game. It's yeah. it's, it's just one of those cult classic games, and it's hauntingly beautiful when you play it mm -hmm. and i would love to see them do that remake i mean it, to see this game as beautiful as it was when they made it with today's graphics it, it would be insane yeah I, I i agree um number six is horizon zero dawn um i loved horizon zero dawn um alloy is a awesome female protagonist um the game is fun the um, Archery shooting is is awesome. Fighting these giant like mechs mm -hmm. in the world in this open world game is is just a great concept for a game. The art style is awesome too, you know. And they obviously they came out with Forbidden West this year, this past mm -hmm. year, which is probably going to be on some people's short list for game of the year. Um, I can see that. And I mean, they're they're also supposed to be doing a Horizon um, game for the new VR too. Oh, really? They're coming out with a VR version? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It's like its own game. Yeah, it's supposed to be... Um, looks pretty awesome. So, um, number five is Ghost of Tsushima. This has also got a remake on the PS5. I think that's... Um, you know, PlayStation seems to be just remaking all their great games. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or re-release. Uh, but... can, can you blame them, though? I mean, some of these are some really heavy hitters. Yeah. You know, this game was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed this game. It's Best, it's large. I mean, I um, I didn't yeah, complete it, but I had it, I enjoyed it. Like the, the amount of time I've put into it so far, I've, I've really enjoyed yeah, this, it. This is another one of those I didn't really get a lot of st stick time on it, but I've seen a ton of gameplay of it, and it's just a, a amazing looking game. Yeah, no, it, it it is, you know, and the good thing is, like, luckily I've been able to get a PS5, so a lot of these games I've been able to go back and, and start to play. Like, um, but. That's one of the ones that I'm really like enjoying. I, I, you know, I try to play a little bit here and there. Well, I say spread out my games. I don't like playing the same game over and over again. I like to try and spread it out. 
Yeah, which is funny because I'm like the polar opposite is that is I like to play a game until I beat it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, number four is Uncharted 2 Among Thieves. Um, I, I think this makes this list because this is the game that kind of put Uncharted on the map. Yeah. I, however, think Uncharted 4 is a better game mm-hmm. than Uncharted 2. But yeah. I understand why um, it's made the list. Uncharted is one of the best adventure type games out there the whole series is really good and you could see from one to four how much it's evolved yeah i mean you kind of took the words right out of my mouth like i said it's it's the first one that really made them become super popular yeah so they just got on the hype train and ran with it Mm-hmm. um number three is marvel spider-man and marvel spider-man is pr- probably the best superhero game ever made for a console just the ability to swing from the buildings they get it they nail it perfectly the whole control of spider-man is awesome yeah i was gonna say the controls are very tight yeah oh yeah and like you fluidly swing from building the building to get through the town it through obviously new york but like they did everything right with that game it's i had immense amount of fun playing through it Probably one of my favorite games to play on the PlayStation. And, you know, I, I think it deservingly makes this list. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, it's it, it's a great game all the, way, all the way across it as you look at it. Um, number two is The Last of Us. Um, I don't think I could say anything that hasn't been said about The Last of Us. Yeah, I mean, this is an all-time... I think it's the best story-driven game of our generation. Yeah, it's 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 an all-time classic for sure. And I mean, they're they, they're making a movie about it, so I mean that says something. Yeah, you know, and you know, it, it's it, it's probably one of the best games of all time in terms of what they've done and accomplished, like when they did it. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I mean, I couldn't agree more with you. Yeah, and number one is God of War. And I think everyone loves God of War. I think it's a great IP. All the games are a lot of fun. All of them have a great story. I mean, this is God of War 2018. I think they're talking about as the as, as the exclusive. Um, and I got to say, I, I personally would put The Last of Us number one in God of War number two. Mm-hmm. But I'm more of a story-driven gamer. I like games that have story. Mm-hmm. That's why I Platinum Mothman 1966. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Although I do think that the the last installment of God of War, the the um, the, what was that, the 2018? 2018. 2018. I do think that this that version of uh, God of War did have a very good story to it. It did, you know, with the whole father son, a dynamic. Yeah, that and the whole thing with Freya, and so yeah. I mean, it you know, it, it I did think it had a very good story. Honestly, you know, this list, it, it's, it really does um, have some um, really good games on this list. Honestly, the, ol- the only thing that I would probably move is I would probably make Shadow of Colossus maybe a, a, a spot or two higher. All right. I could see that. Yeah, I, th- I think Just, it's mostly I would say that this list is, pr- is pretty accurate. I, I mean, I could probably tweak a couple. I might go yeah. with my own list off my throat in the Discord for the people who want to see what I have to say. Yeah. You know, there's a bunch of games that are exclusive that aren't on this list. That oh, absolutely. If you guys want to, you know, if you guys ever want to chat with us about gaming and stuff, definitely check out the Discord. Yeah. You know, like if anyone wants to put their own 
top 10 list of um, exclusives. If, if they're into PlayStation on uh, in there, that, that's fine too. I would gladly like to try games that I haven't mm-hmm. tried before. But, I, I mean, I think they nailed it pretty much. I think every game on this list is deserving of being on it. And obviously it's up to your personal preference of how your list would stack. Oh, absolutely. Everybody's going to have a different top 10. Everybody. Yeah. But, I mean, as far as, like, a of good top 10 list. I would definitely say that, you know, this is definitely up there. Yeah. That, I, I, I really don't have too many qualms with that list. I agree. And then moving on from that list, we found, um, since this is a very slow news week, since, I mean, the only big news was the, um, Jim Ryan responding to Phil Spencer. Yeah. We got, <laughs> um, yeah. 10 great first person shooters on steam that deserve more attention. And, yep, pretty much just a list of these first-person shooters, if you're into the, that genre. Um, some of them look really cool. You know, I was looking at them. You know, I haven't gotten around to playing any of them yet, but um, there's a couple on my list that I think I'm going to actually, like, purchase. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to give you the brief description of what the games are mm-hmm. and tell you how much they cost on Steam. Yeah, and then you can decide if you want to give them a try or pass on them. So the first game is called... Adaka, A-D-A-C-A, and it's a sci-fi first-person shooter set in the mysterious planet of Adaka. Use your gravity-manipulating arm to hurl objects at your foes or even rip weapons directly from their hands. Explore and manipulate the environment in this eerie and hostile world. Looks pretty cool. Yeah, awesome. I mean, from the description of the game, I mean, it almost sort of kind of has that, like, um, Bulletstorm vibe. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's currently twenty four ninety nine on Steam, so it's a little bit on the pricey side for a game that you might want to just try. But you know, it looked pretty cool from what I the videos and the um the, the pictures and stuff I was looking at. Yeah, I mean the fact that it's interactive with the environment's pretty cool. Yeah, the next game on the list is called Animalistic, and Animalistic is a fast paced, ultra violent, and stylish indie first person shooter game where you brutally clear room after room of creepy humanoid animals. This game, I, I watched. I watched a video of this game, uh, and it it is like these. It's it's like you're going to like not. I wouldn't say Chuck E. Cheese, but like it looks like like that. It looks like it's like they got this like it's like they're in mascot costumes. So like super over the top, and you're just running around like shooting them, and like almost every shot that kills them like cuts like shoots their head off. Mm-hmm. From what it's what it looked like. Super bloody, super super gory, super yeah. ridiculous. That's I mean, it's just it's an over the top game. Yeah, uh, it's six ninety nine, so it's not that expensive. If, you know. oh, I mean, I mean, who doesn't want to pay six ninety nine to shoot some heads off? <laughs> you know. <laughs> next on, <laughs> next on the hunt, the next on the list is Night Hunt, and this one you play as a teenager at camp where you have to run, fight, and hide from other teens to stay alive. Night Hunt is a multiplayer three versus three stealth action horror game where one team must defend their base and protect the radio antenna while the other team tries to sneak in and steal it. This game is $12.99. Um, this gives me like um, Dead by Daylight vibes, but instead of like five on one, it's three on three. Yeah, it, it's basically like like um, horror uh, capture the flag. Yeah, that, that's a good way to put it, you know. You know, horror games seem to be taking like a really big influx lately. Yeah. Like I feel like every like fifth or sixth game that is released, 
is a horror game now. Yeah, and one of the biggest horror games of the year that me and you were both waiting on, you know. Yeah, so Ghostbusters Unleashed. What? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> I'm oh, I'm ready. I got that pre-ordered. I'm ready to go. That that wasn't the game I was referring to, but we oh. can go with Ghostbusters Unleashed. <laughs> what game were you talking about? I, w- I was referring to our, our our big release coming out in December. I'm blank. Oh, 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 oh my God, Callisto, Callisto Protocol. Yeah. <laughs> that's the other game I have pre-ordered. That's, yeah. all, that's it. Those are my only two pre-orders the rest of the year. Unless it's Nintendo, because then that's for the kids. Well, they need to play, too. Oh, they I know. <laughs> um, next on the list is Heal and Hurt, which is fight as an angel or a skeleton in this fast-paced, free-for-all, multiplayer mm-hmm. arena shooter. Pay attention to gunfights as you can either heal or hurt your opponents. And this is free. This is a free-to-play game. Definitely. It's in early access, so I don't know if it's free because it's in early access or if it's free because they're planning on keeping that as their model. I mean, if it, you know, it's free, I mean, that's a bigger reason to go check it out. You know, like the saying goes, if it's free, it's for me. And if you have two, I'll take both. Why not? Um, next on the list is Severed Steel. A stylish single-player FPS featuring a fluid stunt system, destructible voxel environments, loads of bullet time, a unique one-armed protagonist, and a dark electronic soundtrack. I can so, definitely see that being fun. I'm, I get. I mean, loads of bullet time, though. See, like, uh, so I'm it's not like a big that, bullet hell shooter. Yeah, so it's got that like um, Max Payne kind of deal bullet nah, time stuff. I played this one game. I forget what it was called. I got it for the PlayStation Four. Okay. And it was um, it was like four ninety nine at GameStop, and I was like, oh, it's four ninety nine. I got I gotta just get it to try because for five bucks, why not? Would you get it out of the bin? I think I think it was just on sale. I think there was on clearance, and I found oh, out okay. really quickly why it was on clearance, because this game was like horrible. The tutorial room of this bullet that bullet hell was like insane. I I couldn't get more than like two minutes into it without getting killed every time. So yeah, bullet hell's not for me, but I mean, if you're into those kind of like, uh, you know, bullet hell shooters that might be worth giving it a try. This one's it's 24 99. So again, like to just try a game, I do a little bit more research on it before just going out and buying it. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, so basically the GameStop people were probably just happy and we're like, Oh, Hey, some right. sucker finally bought that game. Hey, well, bought it new. We're going to put a sticker on it, but give them the open copy. Finally, it's gone. Um, Control All Ego is next, and on um, this game is transmit your disembodied consciousness between robots and devices, at, and exploit their capabilities in first-person sci-fi immersive sim. Tool up and break bad bots into broken bits, or sneak a bug into the system as if you were never there. Oh, sim sounds like your kind of game. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, I mean, they're all first-person shooters, so how much of a sim could it be? Mm. I mean, it's nineteen ninety-nine, so the price point it's not. It's a fair price, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it could be just a first-person shooter mm. with uh, sim aspects to it. Yeah, you know, um, the next game is Project Warlock Two, the adrenaline-pumping gore retro funhouse that's full of guns, magic, demons, vertical arenas, three D visuals, two D sprites, and heavy metal music. Inspired by FPS classics like Quake and Doom 64, Project Warlock 2 is the explosive boomer shooter sequel you may you were too shy to ask for. 
This one looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. This looks like one of the ones I might actually pick up and try. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, we've both had hours of, you know, Doom and Quake and, you know, all those kind of games from back in the day. Uh, yeah. Wolfenstein's another one. You know, like all those games. We had, you know, a lot of fun with them. Yeah, they were primitive and, you know, can't hold up to, like, the games today. But, I mean, at, you know, at the end of the day, they were still fun for what they were. Oh yeah, definitely. They're always, they're fun. I mean, there's a reason why they keep getting like remade and put on different consoles and like mm-hmm. pushed further d- into the future. Um, this this game is sixteen ninety nine right now on Steam, so you know at mid price point. Um, next is Voltage High so- Society, first person Metroidvania, fight and explore a decayed city ruled by cybernetic monsters. Find upgrades and weapons to unlock new areas cyberpunk and body horror with gritty retro aesthetics this one's only 4.99 it looked pretty cool it looked all right i mean i might give this one a try too just because it's only five dollars yeah and see how it goes um the next game is blood and zombies blood guts meet humanity's waging total war against a horrific zombie apocalypse Lead one of four of humanity's deadliest survivors against the horde in this first-person wave defense shooter. Load up your guns, set up turrets, sharpen your skills, and maybe you'll make it through the night. Um, it's I think this has like a Left for Dead kind of vibe. So it's like a wave-based shooter. It is. It's a yeah. It's it's a wave-based shooter, but I think there's there's more in depth to it instead of just like shooting your way through. I'm. World War Z comes to mind with the turrets and all the other added up, added stuff. That's okay. So it, so it almost sounds like a like a cross between a tower defense and a first person shooter. I guess that I mean that, that's what it seems. Or um, at least, or at least aspects of of the two such games. Yeah, you know it's fourteen ninety nine, so it's not. You know these games are. I guess these are like the the mid range price now. That games are seventy bucks. You know the last game is Aliens versus Ghosts. Use nukes, electricity, freeze rays, heat rays, and powerful minions to defeat all the ghosts in this wave-based first-person shooter. Only ghosts stand in the way of your invasion of Earth. It's four ninety-nine. Mm-hmm. It sounds um, like it could be interesting. It's number one on this list, so I mean, I don't know if they put it in order based on how good it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't think it doesn't sound like it's like a top ten list of like that. It just sounds like they were just giving like their input of ten games to go try. Yeah, you know, so I mean, for five bucks, I might throw five bucks at this, throw it like at the wall and see if it sticks. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this list is pretty good. I mean, I mean, the most expensive game on this list is 25 bucks. So, I mean, there's a lot of games on here that have potential that, you know, you guys can go give give a shot at, yep. you know, a couple, you know, one's free and and several of them are under under 10 bucks. So, I mean, and some of them in early access. So, like, which is cool, because as the game progresses, like they're going to ask you for your input. Yeah, and also like as it progresses, you you could get it cheaper. Like sometimes, like in early access, you get the game at like five bucks, and as it progresses from alpha to beta to version one, yeah, I mean, at you're, version you're just... one it might sell for twenty dollars. So you got a twenty dollars game for five bucks, and you got exactly. to play it exactly. as it was being developed. Exactly, and I mean, you're just helping them make the game a lo- uh, better along the way. So, so I mean, I mean, that's a great list. I mean, you know, yeah. Take a shot on some of these games if you're a first-person shooter fan. I mean, what else can you lose, honestly? I mean, if, if that if that's your genre of choice, why not give it a shot? Yeah, I mean, yep. I and I would. I mean, if you're more of a like, I mean, they're all on Steam. 
So, you know, FPSs on PC are a little different. So I got to look back and see if any of these have controller. But I can't play with a mouse and keyboard. I'm horrible. Yeah, it makes two of us. So uh, they, if they have controller support, I might try some of these single-player games. Um, so next, we have this this lovely article of GameStop. <laughs> yeah, this is a lighthearted <laughs> one. <laughs> lists the, lists the u- used copies of Elden Ring for $189.99, causing backlash. And as of a few, well, as of a few days ago, they've take, they've changed it now. But since us writing, you know, reading and writing our notes for this for this podcast, the game was still at that price. <laughs> this isn't the first time GameStop has had pricing issues on its website, and other copies of the game were at varying prices as well. While it's probably a technical error, this is just another in a long list of complaints with this company. Yeah, um, yeah, they've kind of been in the news a lot lately. Yeah, between this and the whole stock debacle last year. Well, the stock the, the stock debacle wasn't really their fault. That was just, I, I know. I'm just saying their name has been in the news. Yeah. Now I I've see I've I still shop at GameStop mm-hmm. mainly because the GameStop that's local to me um, has the manager named Tim, and he's like he's like a stand up guy, and he's 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 one of those few people that are left that are like get to know his customers. Yeah. So like when I come in, he'll have like he'll be like, oh hey, Will, you know, um, these are up for pre order. I think you're gonna like them. You know, he'll explain some of them because you know, obviously as manager, you get free copies of the games to play. Mm-hmm. And, and like he's he's still customer oriented, whereas most of these people are no longer like that. Um, but I I've benefited from GameStop price errors on their website. It happens all the time, whether it be the price is too low, the price is too high. There's the great time where the used version of the game is actually more expensive than the new version. <laughs> I love that because <laughs> they don't adjust. They don't adjust the used price when the new price goes on sale. Of course not. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be too easy to do. You know, but I find that GameStop is like they're they're moving more towards um, not so much video games as much, but more of their product collectible lines. Yeah, I do see more of like figurines and T-shirts and yeah, they're big into the Funko Pops. I mean, I recently got a um a, a yeah. four glass set of Super Mario pint glasses. Oh, awesome! Yeah, you know, and if you if you look at their sales and stuff, like now that the company's actually being run properly, mm-hmm. they're actually being somewhat competitive. They price match now. They um they they usually have the lowest prices on a game, and if someone else has it lower, they will price match it on their website almost within an hour. Yeah, it's good to see them turning around, though. Yeah, you know, but but this these issues with this the pricing on their website, like one hundred ninety dollars, <laughs> and I, I feel bad if anyone tried to buy it. Like, <laughs> I I think somebody would have questioned it. Y- yeah, obviously, but you'll, you you'll get the few people that will be like, oh, okay, I'll take it. You know, but it's like. How does that? But I think the the biggest thing that mind boggles me is the fact that it, it was up there for more than one day. Like usually, when a price error like that happens, like within like six it a, hours, it's, yeah, it's, or, it, it's fixed. It was up there three or four days, if I remember right. Maybe it's because they just didn't have any copies, and they're like, it, if anybody's stupid enough to buy it for one hundred ninety dollars, we're going to sell it to them. I mean, it, maybe at this point they're just embracing it and just saying, "Hey, we'll use it as marketing." I mean, I yeah, it could be. That, I, could, <laughs> I mean, maybe they're just embracing the, the the expectation that people have on them. So they were like, "Well, might as well just stick to our guns." 
you know, you got to think any any media coverage you get, whether it's bad or good, is good media coverage. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know we'll see. I, I mean, it's just funny. They're the one company when it comes to gaming that you would think would have their stuff together with gaming, but they don't. Yeah. Um. What else we got today? So pretty much that's it for like news. It's been a very slow week. So um, going forward, we're gonna you know give you a game on on Xbox Game Pass that we would recommend, and also one on PS Plus. So I will start with the Game Pass. Um, the Game Pass game I I think that people should try this week is Escape Academy, and pretty much the Description of the game is you've arrived at Escape Academy, a school where promising students train to become the ultimate escape room master. There's a, you play a dozen masterfully handcrafted rooms designed by some of the world's best in designing escape rooms. So basically what this is, is it's like a real life escape room, but in a video game form. And it's a lot of fun. The puzzles are, they're tough, but not too hard. You can play a co-op which is always fun. And it's just a really well done game. I know that they're talking about um, adding DLC, which would add more rooms. And you're pretty much not so much competing against people online and stuff, but it's like there's a timer. So like it'll say you have to complete this escape room in 12 minutes. And depending on how fast you can do it, depends on the rating you get at the end of the, the end of the room. The contest. Oh, oh, awesome. So there's like puzzles and stuff like that. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. They throw you into a room with a bunch of puzzles. Oh, awesome. And you have to solve it to get yourself out of the room. And that the time sounds limit. Like, that sounds like it could be a really fun and intriguing game. It, it's, it's a, it's, it is a lot of fun. I've played a couple of the rooms solo. I think if you could have someone to co-op with, it's, it would be oh, a yeah, lot it more definitely fun. Would be, it definitely would be way more fun. Um, But I would highly recommend it, you know, because with these games on Game Pass, they come and go. So you know, way, it's on there. yeah, way too fast. I, you know, I was getting ready to play Final Fantasy Thirteen, and they're taking that away. I was upset about that. You know, and then as for the PlayStation, um, I would recommend the Artful Escape. And the Artful Escape is a teenage guitar prodigy sets out on a psychedelic journey to inspire his stage persona and confront the legacy of a dead folk legend. Starring voice performances by Michael Johnston, Caroline Kinley, Lena Headey. Jason Schwartzman, Mark Strong, and Carl Weathers. So it's it's a it's like a music based game. The music in the game is awesome. The soundtrack is great. It's wonderful. It's like a platform story based game, so you kind of have to be into that. Um, but it's a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. It's not that long, so it's not it's not like one of these like 20, 30 hour games. It's free if you have PS Plus Extra Premium. But the I can't say enough about the soundtrack to this game. It, it it truly is amazing, and you know I think it's worth uh worth people giving it a, giving it a little look. Mm-hmm. I mean it's also on Xbox, on Game Pass, but it, it I think it leaves this end of this month. Oh okay. You know. Mm-mm. But I mean for this week I think that's that's all we have. I mean there's yeah. I'm assuming you know you want to throw in. Uh, I mean, um, uh, our resources that we source from are um, basically. I'd like to give credit to IGN and Game Rant. That's where we source most of the information. Um, and um, I don't. Do we have anything else to announce or anything going forward? Or not is that really? Or- I mean, uh, to announce, not really. I mean, you know, keep an eye out for when we start up our um, our Twitch and YouTube channels. They're coming. 
Um, this week was it was a rough one for me with the kids starting school and everyone waking up like an hour and a half earlier. Yeah, we're we're trying to get you know the content out to you guys, but as you know, two average gamers, you know, you know, average people in everyday life, you know, sometimes life gets ahead of the content. So we're trying to get it to you as as fast and you know, you know, best as we can. We don't want to rush anything out there, you know, and we're trying to, you know, we're more worried about quality over quantity and taking it from there. Yep, he's exactly right. You know, you can um Follow us on Twitter at Very Average Gaming. Um, I'm Very Average Will on Twitter. He's Bud Cotton One. You know, yeah, and always the on there and, tweeting and stuff. So yeah, and the Discord is Very AVG Gaming. If you guys want to interact with us more, that's the best place to do it. Yep, and with that, just like you, we're average too. <laughs>